0: Persevere, persevere, run your route run your route. Don't you ever let him eat into your doubts make a way, make a way, work it out, break it out. Don't
1: get caught up. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the time is right podcast. This is Scott Smith, and we are so excited that you would spend a little bit of time out of your day to join us here on the pod. We got a special episode for you guys. With a couple of amazing guests, we're going back in time to June 29th through July 1st, 2022, and uh, to talk about this whole situation, known as Creation Fest, I got a couple of guests here. Um, Back on the pod, uh, I believe this is your second time on the pod, Mr. Esteban Nieves. What's up, baby? How's it going? Welcome back. The Manoa. Good to be here. Good to be here. The the Manoa. Manoa church guy. I don't think that worked. (laughs) <laughs> i thought it was great uh we also got Ooh. mr Jarrett moses you just heard his voice top my productions Jared. i'm always here he is always here whether he he's on always, a microphone or not he's literally always here <laughs> he's the man responsible for this whole thing called time is ripe so thank you Jarrett. we appreciate you so much we also got a first timer yeah, on yeah. the pod mr greg snow aka free the poets aka the snowman Welcome to Time is Just Ripe, sir. A.K.A., itself.
2: man, it's great to be here. Um, I am a poet that's connected to the Ripe community, and I've gotten to do a couple things with them, and I'm excited for more. So, it's good to be here to talk creation. I creation
1: believe. Fest. We've known Greg for a little while, and uh, I, th- I don't know, I don't think this will be his last time on the pod.
2: Absolutely not. I think, I think that, that would be on a, a couple more episodes. Actually, I'm also surprised. <laughs> I have been mentioned. But oh, I've never okay. been right. on. All right. All right. Yes. I've been right. I've been added a couple times. Yeah, Greg's one of the only people who listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
1: fitting to actually have him on it. Um, no, Long time
2: listener, first time caller. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, so honestly, though, this is an episode that could have went a lot of different directions. Probably could have done it over a couple, like For part sure. one, part yeah. two, part three. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a lot of people who are missing from today's episode. That could have been on this. We could have had Josh Schaefer, Anthony Gordon, um, Rick Harmony, Abel, uh, Demir. Um,
3: All of Demir's band.
1: Doc, Sergene. Yeah, I mean, there's a, was a whole seven-piece yeah. band. Um, there's a lot of people that could have been on this episode. It's been months that we've been trying to record it, and it was just really hard. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. schedule is getting, you know, the right the right people in the room kind of turned into whoever can be here. And so we finally picked the date to record, and uh, this is who we got. So I'm excited, though, because I think it'll be a special episode. Um, Esty's here because he is—he was a through line for some of the sets. Greg's also here because he uh, was a performer on one of the sets and was a part of another one that none of us were at. And uh, Jarrett is here because he did sound and a lot of the prep work leading up to creation as well. So this is a good little squad to be here, but shout out to all the missing guests. You know,
2: We miss you. We miss you. We do miss you. We wish
1: you were here. Maybe. Um, so I'll start just with a little bit of context for Creation Fest. What is it? How we got connected to it? How we got booked for it? Um, Creation Fest is a massive Christian music festival in central PA. Um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was you know peaking about over 100,000 people yeah, every crazy. year. It was known as the Woodstock of Christian music festivals. It was huge massive uh definitely shrunk in size over the the past you know 10 years or so uh but still a really big festival and uh shout out to bill darpino he's a good friend he used to be the president of creation he has since stepped back to a consultant role um but in uh january of 2022 he hit me up and said hey um you know send me all your ripe artists we're gonna see who we can get on this thing and so I sent you know, music videos and Spotify links, and they got back to us on January 29th, and I uh, decided to book Abel, Rick Harmony, Demir, as well as give myself a slot for a spoken word takeover kind of hour, yeah. um, which then I ended up flipping into Greg and Serjean and Doc Hero and DJ G for some reason. We had like a whole <laughs> weird m- mosh podge of poetry and hip hop.
2: Stool Doc. Doc did not
1: happen, but we'll get to that.
2: I was gonna say I don't think Doc was there. Um, but we
1: had four. I felt him. We had four sets. We had four sets. Uh, Abel and Rick did Wednesday <clears throat> opening, main stage. The first artist on the entire festival. Yeah. Abel Rick Harmony did a joint set. Cut the ribbon, and they cut the ribbon. SD Eater. was a part of that. <laughs> DJ yep. and G yep. Joshua Schaefer was on drums was pretty awesome. Then on Thursday, we had a Fringe Stage Demir set with him, his live band, which Esty was a part of that. Killing. Um, It was amazing. On Friday is whenever we did the Poetry, Ripe Takeover, Spoken Word set. And Friday night at midnight, which technically, I guess, is Saturday, uh, was the After Party late night set. So those were the four sets. Uh, three of those were planned. The After Party was an additional things. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is these different sets at Creation Fest, and then hopefully getting to share some of the the value and impact of it. Um, But yeah, I guess big picture, it was really cool to be invited. It was cool, yeah. It was really cool for us to get this opportunity. Um, Relationship, we say this on this podcast a lot, but relationship opens the door more than even talent, I think, more than platform, more than You know how many followers you have, or how many Spotify listeners you have. A relationship will get you in the door more than any of that stuff, and I think that that's that's creation is a testament to that. Yeah, hundred
2: percent, hundred percent.
3: Honestly, the uh, after being at creation, I feel like the without that relationship, the only way any of the artists that we have would have gotten on anytime soon is through that competition they have. To, to get on main stage where you come in like you almost have to pay to do a little performance for judges and then whoever wins gets to perform main stage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do like a competition almost like an America's Got Talent on Friday where you are like a contestant and one of those people wins yeah. and gets on stage. And that's, yeah, I mean, that that definitely would have been an option. Means um, but It
3: means a lot to get asked instead of to ask. True.
2: Yeah. yeah it felt yeah. like... Yeah, it just felt so cool to be like, oh, we're asked. We don't have to compete. Like, yes. thanks again, Bill Darpino. You the man. Yes. Thanks.
0: Yes. Scott, let me ask you something. How did you meet Bill? Or like, how did he hear about Ripe stuff? Like, what was the connection there? Because I don't think I knew like how he knew Ripe at all.
1: Yeah, so I, I had a very funny first time meeting with Bill because I had heard of Bill for a long time as the guy you need to know if you want to get people into creation. And I was at Jubilee Conference in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. gosh. Gotcha. And creation was there. Like oh, they had a weird. table. And I just happened to be playing spike ball, that little game with like the ring with the net, yeah, yeah. Oh, with yeah. Joy and Peace Amazing Ike's game. We, uh, we all know the game. little brothers. love the game. You guys might. Great. Great. We are speaking to listeners. <laughs> guys, we're not just in a room by ourselves. If
2: you don't know it the was, game. It
3: was a college fad. I don't know how
1: many. We hope you love I the game. Campus.
2: If not, go try it. Buy it from Target. Check it out.
1: Listen, without Spikeball, this whole creation thing probably go never Spike happens. Go to Spikeball. That's Put in crazy. the code yeah. CREATIVE22. Listen. <laughs> Kidding. There's no code. There's no, no code. We We're no, not sponsored. It's <laughs> not creation for us.
3: Right. Ripe. Um, right. Ripe 22. Here we go.
1: So here's what happened. I'm playing Spikeball with Joy and Peace Ike's little brothers. The ball goes over to Creation Fest's table. Oh. And I go over there to get the ball. And I'm having a random conversation. I'm like, oh, man, I, you know, I was supposed to meet up with or reach out to this guy named Bill to talk to him about what I do now. And he was like, oh, I'm Bill. Wow. And I was like, oh, sick. And I was like, introduce myself. He had heard of me. Wow. And so we had a conversation. He's like, yeah, let's get, you know, coffee soon. And that Dang. was in 2019, 2020. Hmm. And that turned into the virtual creation fest during the oh, pandemic that it. we got the guys on. And then uh, obviously they didn't do it again in 2021, so they brought us back for 2022. Wow, but yeah, that's a crazy story. It really happened because I was at Jubilee. That's amazing. You know, so spike
3: The yes. Question is, did you ever go back to play Spikeball, or did you make them wait to continue playing?
1: Yeah, I went back and played. I went back and played. I wasn't gonna like cannibalize the guys. Or did, you, guy or 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 did you
2: throw your ball elsewhere to see who else you can meet?
1: Yeah, that's what I should have done. There's probably five other podcast episodes that are missing because I didn't <laughs> continue to throw the ball at other tables. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's so funny. Yeah, but let's just work through the festival set by set and just kind of debrief it together um, just for the people who weren't able to be there to be able to to hear a little bit about what happened um, at Creation Fest in terms of Ripe's participation in it this year. So let's start with Wednesday. Uh, opening set, Rick Harmony, Abel. Esty's uh, on stage playing electric guitar. Angie is DJing. Josh yeah. Schaefer is playing... Drums. Jarrett is running front of house. That was fun at Creation Fest, which we didn't even know that you were allowed to do that. Yep. But just like <laughs> shout happened.
3: out Jarrett. We found that out like two weeks before yeah. when Ant yeah. was like filling out some forms or whatever. He's like, "This says we can bring a front of house guy." I was like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Do you, do you want to go?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: was sick. I mean, Creation, their staging, their production. Yeah, it's it's top bar it's
0: top notch. Yeah, it's.
1: Yeah, There's it's like really a million good. dollars on that stage. Yeah, more, <laughs> more. Definitely, definitely
0: more, definitely more, wow. definitely more. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely a super high level.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a big, big, big festival, but yeah, I mean it was really cool. They had like a huge uh, runner out into the audience, so to speak, and then the stage was obviously back big stage, I mean, huge hanging stuff, lights, <laughs> big LED walls. Fireworks. Only certain bands.
3: I
0: know only certain bands, but it was still there. Like yeah, we were standing yeah. right beside it. So, so
1: yeah. ta da!
3: <laughs> getting to be side stage was a surreal experience. Yes, yeah, without people was cool. being like, "Hey, get out of
1: here!" It's right, just, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been side stage, just kicked out like momentarily after. <laughs> right after. We weren't meant to be there. Yeah, no, they, it was super cool. I mean, just getting the uh, the passes to be able to be back there and just kind of hanging out with the who's who of Christian music artistry world being able to rub shoulders with people that you've looked up to or been listening to their music or seen at the festival in years past, I think was really special.
0: Yeah. Agreed hundred percent. It was for me, it was super. Well, first off, just being there felt pretty nostalgic. Cause I'd been there a bunch before. I mean, I probably went yep. to creation like four times or five times as a kid. Wow. Um, just never on that. Like obviously never backstage. Cause like I was a kid, I was just learning guitar and stuff. Um, so being there in the back was super cool um, seeing like all the guys like running stuff and all the techs like working with gear that I could never afford <laughs> it was just it was just cool it was like a it was a fun and surreal experience, um just being in the back and like yeah, seeing all that stuff and and yeah, seeing the tour buses and stuff, and seeing like people that I had seen as a kid come out of the tour buses and be like, Oh, that's the lead singer of red or something like that, you know, like stuff. Like just people I recognize. It was it was just cool being back there, and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it was it was super cool. And Creation treated us extraordinarily well. Yeah, they did <laughs> extraordinarily well. Um, like in terms of the VIP passes and the like, food passes and all that kind of stuff. We probably we took shouldn't, it too far. <laughs> we took it way too far. <laughs> yes, we took advantage of the situation a lot. Um, they were like, oh yeah, 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 just come eat with us. You know, like like Apollos was back there. <laughs> like, true. Yeah. It, <laughs> um. Thanks, creation. Yes yeah, And
2: also, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're so sorry. We didn't know we were taking advantage of the
1: situation at all. We just ended up. I think it was because I went to go get the food vouchers, but Rick had already gotten food vouchers. Oh yeah. And Aaron was yeah. like, "Yo, it I was... need food vouchers." So like everybody from our crew just like went up and got them. Yeah. So and we I just had like three our, our
3: vouchers and passes were. Only valid for one day, and we did it. Oh, we did it every day. Yeah.
1: Oh, we were there for four, three days. We were like, we keep got, we got more sets.
3: I didn't buy water (laughs) once. I just kept walking back to the tent. That like your only, yeah. (laughs) This guy was able to feed his diet coke, coke zero
2: addiction, for free. (laughs) Yes,
1: for free. And at Creation Fest, that's that's tough to do because those drinks are expensive.
2: Yeah, we need we needed to rake in the stardom as long as we could, and if stardom meant you know, Sloppy Joes and water, then so be it, you know, so be it, I'm, I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh man. It was,
1: it was really cool. You know, I just, uh, I feel like, you know, able Rick Harmony, even with what Jared's saying, like, you know, I don't think at their current stage, they would normally get this invitation. I think they, they did well. They did not feel like, oh, they shouldn't have gotten that opportunity Mm. from a talent perspective. And I think bigger than that is just their character. Mm. Like that, I think it's exciting that that two young guys who are super talented that have great character are being given that opportunity that you can trust that they're going to steward it well. Relationship with young people who come up to them like, oh, man, that was awesome. I really loved your music. They're not trying to leverage that for anything negative. They just want to advance the kingdom in people's lives and so uh, we had like a table up after the set and uh yeah like a lot of people came up and talked to you guys and got to build a relationship with them what do you have anything to say from your end about the set itself?
0: Um, No nah, I mean I thought it went really well Um it has challenges right like I don't think any of us had been on a stage that big like in size like It was a huge stage, stage, yeah, physical stage size. And there was only, like, five of us up there. So figuring out how to, like, use the whole stage was definitely a challenge. But uh, I thought Rick and Aaron, they did a pretty good job at, like, being on the... What's that walkout Catwalk, Catwalk. Yeah, the catwalk and, like, interacting with people in the audience and stuff like that. Um, It was was cool. It was definitely a good, like, first-time experience of us being there at a stage that big. And, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely enjoyed the main stage. Um, stage hanging there and playing and stuff like that it was cool. Yeah,
1: Cody is awesome too. The main tech yeah. guy. Yeah. At main stage, just like you know, the best in the business knows mm. what he's doing. Yeah. And they're just super organized and like, yeah, they yeah. know what they they know what they're doing. Um, how was your and like doing front of house on something that scale?
3: It was daunting, only in that I had never used the board, mm. or no, I had used that board once at a completely different event. But I was running like in-ear monitors, so I wasn't even Mm. using most of the functions. I was just using like controls to control people heard. I didn't control EQs, compression, sends. I wasn't doing any of that before, so it was daunting in that aspect. Mm. Yeah, like if they're if their tech that actually ran most of the festival hadn't been there, I would have been dead in the water. (laughs) Oh really? Because I was I used his basic scene and he was there answering any questions i had things like that but this guy was like running the board i look back like dante bow and like a bunch of the other performers they didn't bring their own engineers he was mixing mm, them wow. i watched him on the board for like seven other people dang
1: mm-hmm. hey, he's tough whoever that dude is shout out to him um creation creation's creation is next level i mean the main stage yes. yeah facts it's different it's different um, so it was a it was it was a great Wednesday. Uh, we obviously had that great experience. Got to hang out with some people. Went back and got ready for Thursday. Um, Thursday was a really big day. Uh, it was the day of uh, the day of Demir set, and Demir had a huge, uh, f- more full house band. Um, yeah, two <laughs> electric, bass, keys, keys, drums, and Angie, Angie yeah. uh, with Demir, and, and French stage is interesting because. Even though it's not the scale of main stage, it is awesome too.
0: Yeah, it's awesome too.
1: And the audience is right in front of you. Yeah,
0: which was that was that was a vibe.
2: That the was pit amazing. It's like what makes Fringe yeah. Stage great. Yeah. yeah. I think it coming like if if you've never been, it's basically like a hill, and then the hill comes down, and there's the stage. There's so the it's stage, like yeah. all on the hill. And then in your backdrop, you just see the mountains of central yeah. Pennsylvania. And so it's like it's it's amazing. Um and and they're right there,
1: yeah. the the, the audience is like so close to yeah. the stage that a lot of times actually it's more engaging as a performer at fringe stage than even main stage, yeah,
3: because yeah. I think I think probably Demir and Rick and Aaron, like they all had there was probably the same amount of people at each one but it felt a lot more full at fringe stage because everyone was able to be a lot closer. Yeah. Cuz at main stage
2: everyone's spread out. Yeah, over it like acres and, and acres of acres. fields. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we're also closer to each other. Like there's no barrier in the middle because True. of the runner. Yeah. So everybody's just kind of packed in and that that brings a dynamic up.
0: Yep. Yeah, and and for me the fringe stage like being there and playing there that show was just like so much more like fun (laughs) because everyone was tight like all the people in the like congregation church (laughs) all the people in the audience were like vibing and we could see them and interact with them whereas like primarily young people yeah yeah and like you said like the like greg said i think like the main or like all of us said the main stage was just huge everyone was spaced apart so it was way harder to kind of like engage but with the fringe it was like no you you had to engage or you were bad, honestly. Cause like, yeah. like they were literally right there. Like you could reach out and touch some of them. Like yeah. so I that was way more of a vibe. Like I, I yeah. loved that. Yeah. Um there were some like like some things that were hard is like there was an artist before us at the French stage. So we didn't have as long as like a, a sound check and as long as like an in-ear check. So some of us in the band were just like we just had like the track in our ears. And I had one ear out so I could like hear Josh and the other instruments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Josh Schaefer was playing drums. Everybody, so um, yeah, th- it was a really interesting experience being on the sta- on the stage from a sound perspective at the Fringe, but from like an audience like interaction perspective, it was ten out of ten. I would yeah. do that again. Oh yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> like it was so it was so fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and they had a ton of like major artists on the Fringe stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, for sure. Like, oh, this makes sense for them to be here because. It's such a more engaging space, yeah, for like hip hop in particular, or metal or whatever it is. You yeah. know these more fringy, yeah, you know yeah. artist forms than CCM or gospel on the main stage, yeah. Um, but I, I think one of the cool things about what we did before Demir set actually, Greg had a huge hand in this, is that we decided to just go around the festival, and pass out flyers to Demir set at Creation. Which kinda sounds a little bit ridiculous. People are already at the festival. Right. <laughs> they have the app. They can, you know, find out what they want to go to, but there's, you know, fifty thousand people there, twenty thousand people there, however many there are. Ninety nine percent of them don't know who Demir is. Right,
3: right. Wasn't that no. suggested by a lady that was at Creation, like she said, hey, you should you should print something out and hand them out because like that was a last minute decision to even
2: try that. I believe I it was. Oh, I believe it was the it was the, uh, the director of the fringe stage. Oh, that girl! Like the, oh, yeah, the yeah. stage manager. She was saying, hey, you will get way more people if you send yeah. people out and do it. And so I think she said that on Wednesday. And so Thursday morning, um, as my friend Simone and Apollos and I are driving up to texts Texas, like, hey, I need some flyers. And so we printed them out at my church cut them up, <laughs> and cut up some ones for the poetry, and then we um, we um just hightailed it to yeah. central Pennsylvania to pass them out. Yep. You guys we came did. in
1: super clutch
0: with that, Greg, honestly. That was like I mean, a great were, idea.
1: I remember seeing, because we split up and we passed these things out, and there was at least a dozen people that I had handed a flyer to that came. Because mm, yeah. I think yeah, it yeah, catches you absolutely. off guard. Yeah, it does, for yeah. sure. Like, it catches you off guard, like, oh... Somebody cares enough mm-hmm. about their friend to hand me this yeah. flyer for me to go see their friend. Like that that is really all right, I'll go check it out. Yeah. Cause you're not really doing anything else. You could nah. just be hanging back at your campsite <laughs> or whatever else. Yeah. Cause and, it's a live on campsite
2: yeah. kind of thing. It was two PM. Like most of the main <laughs> artists were not going. There was no True. main stage. True. Um, you Until might be five, getting yeah. some some French fries with pulled pork, or you might be like sleeping in your tent, but you're not really doing much. Right. So we're actually offering you an opportunity to have a good time at two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon.
1: True. Yeah. True. So people came and and it was lit and the energy was crazy and stage was awesome. Jarrett helped out with sound again there.
3: I, I enjoyed mixing that one more because like there wasn't as much prep time, but there was more to to really mix and mess with. Mm. And it was a little less daunting because it was a board that I was familiar with. What was the board there? It was an Avantis. Oh nice. From Allen and Heath versus like a big old Digico S9 or whatever it's Jared's called. Jared's nerding out again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast like becomes there's moments where this becomes Gear talks with Jared. Top <laughs> Top Pop Productions YouTube channel.
3: <laughs> no, the, there was one hard part though there was it was a miscommunication and Demir had the wrong mic, and but we were still seeing the one he was supposed to have on, and we were like, "Why are we not getting levels out of yeah. him?" And then we flip to a different page of the board, and, and we see a different mic mm. getting correct levels. Turn it up, there he is, and we're like, "Oh my god, we missed like the first half of a song."
1: Yeah. No Demir, yeah.
3: no one heard anything yeah. he said.
1: <laughs> yep. Yikes. Yeah, I think Doc I comes
2: that. back, cool. and he's just like, "Bro, Demir's not in the house." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I know."
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I will say though, like the band carried in that in that song when that happened, and I told this to Demir personally. But in terms of just artists or those thinking about um, ways to engage with your specific stage or specific context, like this, the fringe stage has a history of being a heavy metal stage. Yeah, facts. And so even in the morning, there are still heavy metal artists. And so Demir's hip hop um, performance actually had. A very heavy tone to it a lot of his songs were really robust yeah a lot of guitar from sd drums from josh like and so even metalheads like there was this guy who clearly i don't think he's ever listened to lecrae in his life <laughs> but you could tell he was just moshing like he was like flipping around and, and loving it nice and it was like wow okay like this is making an impact even yeah. though he may have never heard hip-hop ever
0: yeah
1: yeah that was good
0: also greg let me just say bro at the yeah. French stage Huge shout out to you because you got the crowd like so hype. Like it was amazing. Like just the way you were engaging people, like because of you being there, it was more fun. I'm going to be straight. Like, (laughs) because like you would just like lead chants, like random chants. And so the crowd would like do it and it just like made the energy like way more energetic than than I think I was expecting. Yep. So that was a vibe. So thank you for doing that because that oh, was yeah. lit.
2: <laughs> Definitely. I think um, kind of similar to you, Esty, I'd been to creation once before as like a teenager and I was like rocking out to metal at the fringe stage, nice. but didn't really know what metal was at that point. And so like it br- brought back that nostalgia and it was oh, like, nice. this is my friend. Like we need to go absolutely crazy. So I mean, we were chanting like, if you're ready for Demir, let me hear you yeah, say yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, that was no one was leading that anywhere else. I was just like, let's see if people follow. And and these young, these young crew, like kudos to them, man. They just, they just went with yeah, it they went and in. they were there for a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it, was, it was a lot of sweat. There yeah. Was, yeah. Make sure you drink water if you're going to go into that. I drank no water that day. <laughs> i remember looking directly at the lady that was uh, doing security and i was like i need a cup of water i'm gonna pass out right now <laughs> and then the song then pina colada came on and she's like going to give me the water and i'm like pina colada <laughs> i'm just like oh well, we'll get it next time <laughs> i'm gonna die i'm gonna die but pina colada i'm feeling sweet <laughs>
1: so
3: funny if you've listened to this podcast before this is not the first time we've talked about greg's ability to hype a
1: crowd <laughs> yes. temple university yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. temple yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, we really appreciate it, Greg. And I honestly like that combined with the flyers, mm. combined with even just the way that we like, you know, went around to different campsites, talked to people. I think the word for us that I really challenged our crew with, you know, all week, that even in our post game, you know, post Creation Fest debrief, I was like, we have to be the most intentional people on the grounds. Yep. Yeah. Facts. Like we yeah. cannot just show up and perform like everybody else does. And it's no shade on everybody else, but ripe should be different. Yeah. Our crew should be there to engage, to serve, to love, um, to to make sure that we're intentional. And I feel like Thursday was a day where like that intentionality kind of played itself out. I think Wednesday we're kind of getting our bearings still. Mm. And we're a little bit nervous, didn't really know what to do. Like, where should we be? What can we do? What can we not do? And by Thursday, we kind of were more settled. That if we did Creation Fest again, in 2024 or something like that, I think we would know. All right, here's the ways we want to make this three four days count mm-hmm. to yeah. a whole different level. Yeah, um, because of you know that Thursday Thursday story. I think um, intentionality is so key at those big yeah. big things because it's easy to just like do the show, yeah, and get in hide. the car, yeah. and hightail it out of there. And it's like if that's what you're doing, there's almost no point to making the trip. Mm. You know, there's got to be a, a an impact, and investment in the lives of the people that you're mm. there to, to do stuff with, because otherwise it becomes like a commercialized yep. thing. Yeah, true. And you don't want your faith to feel like a commercialized thing.
2: No, because I think when you actually become intentional, it's not like, oh, I've done something good, but you realize you get to meet people and they actually impact you. Mm. And they you see their energy for your set. You see their passion for creation, their passion for God and and the way he uses creativity and artistry. And it's just like, wow, maybe I really needed a dose of that. Yeah. And I wouldn't have got that if I would have just came and left. Mm.
0: Also, you actually both of that, just both what you guys said, just remind me of like the thing that happened with Aaron up at the uh, the pavilion after his set. Where like he we were there hanging out and stuff at the ripe table and like this random family from like Indiana like came and was like it was like a bunch of kids and like their parents and they were like, bro, um we've been listening to your music, like <laughs> we saw you on the creation ad. We started listening to your music and we love you. <laughs> <laughs> like we love your music. And they're like, it, you know, Aaron had never met them before, they never met him. But like those kids are literally never going to forget that. They like yeah. met one of their favorite artists that they just discovered That's like so 2 cool. months ago. That's and awesome. also Aaron like met random fans from like Indiana of all places. Like that was crazy. So like what you yeah, what you guys both said just reminded yeah. me of that. Shout out
2: so to good. Indiana. <laughs> go Culvers. go Hoosiers.
1: Go Hoosiers. Um no, it's good, man. Yeah, I I I just appreciate so much about like aunt you Josh the investment you guys, you three made in making both Wednesday and Thursday what they were. Um, Because you guys sacrificed a lot, you know, to do all the rehearsals, to get the sets together, to make sure you guys were on point in your musicianship so that the artists could thrive. Mm. And it's it's sometimes just overlooked. Like, you just don't, you just think, oh, that artist, their set was amazing. You forget all the details Mm. and all the work that's done by the people behind the scenes to make sure that it's good. And um, yeah, I just I really appreciated. Like, okay, big opportunity creation calls. Let's be excellent. Mm. Let's not be a one and done artist at creation. Let's make sure we go above and beyond. Cause I think it'd be easy to be like, oh, there's not a huge budget. Right. You know, they're just kind of giving us this slot and then not invest some resources or time into making it better. Mm. And I, I was, yeah, I was really proud of all of you guys for like taking it to a different level. Because um, those sets would have been very different without the bands.
0: Yeah. For facts. sure. Definitely. Yeah. So That's very true.
1: Now we get to uh, Friday. Uh, Friday was, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, we want to center this episode on this story because it was unique. Um, so I was asked to perform Spoken Word of Creation in the tent stage, which is like the third stage of creation. So you got main, you got fringe, you got tent. And, you know, because I had pitched kind of this idea of spoken word being utilized at Creation Fest, you know, in a transitionary kind of space. And I don't think they fully understood what I was saying. So they were like, well, you know, you can do spoken word over here. (laughs) And uh, I was like, okay. And then I realized they wanted me to do an hour of spoken word. And I was like, I'm not doing an hour. I didn't know that. (laughs) I was like, I'm not doing an hour. So what I said was, you know, do you trust me enough to just design the hour? And they are like, yeah, absolutely. I said, okay. Yeah. So then I just hit up uh, Greg, Sir Gene, AVG, uh, a couple other poets that I knew, Ashley, um, really a bunch of people, and just said, hey, I'm doing this set at Creation Fest. Let me know if you want in. And uh, Greg was one of the ones, and Sir Jean was the other, right? Sir Jean was the one who came, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the three of us decided to do it together. And I think we had Rashid was supposed to do singer-songwriter stuff, and then he dropped out. And Ant just was like, oh, yeah, I got Doc instead. And I was like, bro, what do you mean you got Doc instead? I was like, you didn't even ask me. (laughs) Yeah, when you think of poetry,
2: you don't think Doc hero.
1: (laughs) Hip-hop. Yeah, you definitely don't. But it ended up being perfect. But I did not expect it at all. Because I was like, all right, let's do poem, poem, songwriter, song, poem, poem, songwriter, song. Aunt G will DJ and do the transitions. Mm. Um, but Aunt is just like that. He just wants to yeah. get his friends involved. Yeah. So, like, whenever he's like, oh, Rashid's not in, okay. And I was like, already making another plan. And then he hits me up, like, yo, Doc's going to come. And I was like, how are you giving away some of my stuff? <laughs> what are you doing? But I do love Doc. So I was like, all right, bet. You know, Doc will also come. Also,
0: for, for the people listening, Aunt G, all of his friends are legit. Yes. They're not yeah. like, scrubs you know no. what i'm saying like yeah, facts. doc hero is literally like top notch hip-hop artist like it's not like some random dude that like none of us know like yes he's not only amazing at hip-hop but he knows his stuff when it comes to like touring and being on stage he's an amazing performer like he has way more experience than like most of the most of us honestly yep. most of yep. me at least so they've, like
3: they've, they've all done tours together it, yeah didn't doc say that's not the first time he was at creation yeah Performing. yeah yeah that's what yeah I him of.
1: and drew did a set i actually helped them get booked for uh, this uh in 2018 yeah. um but yeah so either way it was it was it was really cool because doc decided to be stool doc was the plan and I was like, what's Stool Doc? And, and it was like, Stool Doc? You've never seen Stool Doc? I was like, dude, I have no idea who Stool Doc is. <laughs> and he was pitching it as like Doc sits on a stool and does more like vibey hip hop. Oh, word. Stool And Doc. isn't like jumping up and down going crazy. Yeah. So it would fit the spoken word stuff. Right, right. We get to the set. And by the way, there was a ton of people there. Yeah. Like a lot of people it's came bad, to our spoken yeah. word set. And many it of them. felt that it
3: was raining and that was the oh, only yeah.
2: cover in the field. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> was like it was raining. People <laughs> that was came the in. Lord. the some Lord. Some people were coming. The yeah. Lord was <laughs> like,
1: we're going to send everybody the spoken word set.
2: <laughs> yeah. Some people were even there from uh, Demir's set the day before. Uh, yeah. Some Mary people were there Ritz. from a devotional. We met them in the morning and we just told them to show up and they and They did. They did. Some yeah. people were That's there cool, from
3: man. the like clown kids event right before and they just didn't want to leave <laughs> cuz it was raining. <laughs> but
1: what? but there was a lot of people there and you know it's trying to be like a vibey tone all that kind of stuff Angie's uh, spinning and I introduced Greg first I think right? Yeah. And Greg comes out <laughs> like a, like a WWE wrestler.
2: <laughs> And he's like, yeah, everybody, come on, Bruh. get up, get up. <laughs> in, my, in my defense, when I, we didn't, I was talking to my Aunt, and he's like, I got you. I got the song for you to come out with. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know, it's a poet. I'm thinking like he's going to do something yeah, like some soft, chill, jazzy. maybe some jazz, maybe some like RB. This man plays coming in hot. And so he's like, <laughs> when the beat drops, that's when you come out. And I'm like. Oh, my goodness. So, like, he (laughs) wants to set this thing on fire. So, I'm like... I just, I I defend with, I was doing what I was told. No, right. <laughs> you are not but, defending what but, you did. Bro. Greg comes out and literally is like, come on, everybody. Like, lifting
1: his hands up and down and, like, gets people on their feet to cheer for him.
3: And then immediately slams on the brakes and he's like, all right, time for a
1: poem. <laughs> and then we just, so we just switch it up. Yeah.
3: Man.
0: So, and then you
1: did, I think, what, one piece or two pieces then? Two?
2: I think Everyone I did, did multiple pieces, didn't I? Two. Yeah. I think I did two. But we initially. went back and forth. Uh, the beginning yeah. I did two. Two and then and then I did one later. Two surging me, Surge- doc. And
1: then, and then you me. We went back in the me. same order. Yeah. 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 And, was, and Doc didn't come back up. Cause I actually the plan was with a the singer songwriter, there was gonna be like three or four slots where the singer songwriter came up and just did one song. To kind of make a continuation, people who weren't about spoken word would still stay because there was something that they yeah. could connect with. Doc was like, "Yeah, I'm not splitting up my set. Like, I'm doing <laughs> all of it at once." Yeah. Like, all right. Okay, diva. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my. Uh, so he did his like three songs right in the middle, but it ended up being perfect. Like it all nice, worked nice. out.
2: Yeah. It offered a nice break, even though at first I know Scott was like, "What do you mean you're not splitting up your set? Like, what do you mean?" He's like, "No. It's like, this nah, is going to work." Nah, and we I'm had to trust him and and it worked it was fine yeah
1: it was fine I was worried that people would leave because <laughs> here's the thing people don't understand this was the first time ever that spoken ever. word was at creation festival
0: yeah oh word yeah which was
1: you know and that's kind spoken. of cool to be like literally <laughs> advocacy for the genre for the art form as a poet as a spoken word artist I was super proud of that like that we were the ones to be able to get in and make something happen are there better spoken word artists in the country than me uh Yeah, I've actually thrown other names at them year mm. after year after year, like you should get Chris Webb, mm. you should get genetics, you should get Ezekiel, you should get um, Preston Perry, Jackie Hill Perry, um, you know, like all these people that I've told them like, yo, you should book these people, Joseph Solomon back in the day um, and try to, you know, get them to use mm. these poets in the flow of the festival. And they just never really pulled the trigger, you mm-hmm. know whether it's from a budgetary standpoint or a flow standpoint or just not seeing the value of poetry. Um, But they trusted me enough to give me this, you know, subset, 10th stage Mm. hour. And I think what we did was really good. Yeah. Like the feedback that was happening like from creation staff, like they were like, that was awesome. Nice, Like that was really, really good. So Yeah,
2: we definitely showed them something they've never seen before. And then it was like, it wasn't like poetry was new and then the only people that came were the, the four poetry fans at the festival. Right. No, it was like most of the people in that entire crowd of about 150 didn't know what poetry and spoken word was. Yeah. They've heard of English class, but they didn't know right. beyond that. You know, they didn't know beyond yeah. Robert Frost. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah,
3: It was an experimentation on their part. Edgar and Poe. You did your best to blow them away. And you did. Yeah. I think also, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to open up doors for more. I'm
0: really glad the turnout was was good, yeah. even though like it might have been partially because of the rain. Even
3: though you you dipped the day before, okay.
0: I had, <laughs> in my defense, I had church stuff on Friday, so my bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Ooh, I work. For <laughs> I church. have a job, <laughs> but uh, no, it was dope. Like, I'm really glad that people actually like went, even if it was because of the rain. Like, that's still like that's still, still a wasn't. huge W, right?
1: Oh, it was it was it was a big W for sure. And I think the the other big W was like Greg and Sergine doing a gig with us Mm. because we still, you know, we're even at this taping of this episode, like we're still formulating and figuring out what right poetry is or isn't. But one thing for sure is like we care about each other, we value each other's art. Mm. And when one of us gets an opportunity we're making sure that the others get the same opportunity. Exactly. Like we're letting each other know about gigs, about open mics, about places to perform. And we've been just trying to go places together. And uh, I think for that to turn into like Creation Fest, I think it was like a cool like stewarding the relationships that God has given you, right? Like if Greg and Sergey weren't willing to go to Miss Sealy's Blues on a Tuesday night or whatever... I wouldn't necessarily be as adept to say, Hey, do you wanna perform at Creation mm. Fest? But because we're already building relationship and moving towards something, whenever I got the opportunity with Creation Fest, I was like, Okay, who am I gonna give this to? I'm gonna give this to my friends that have been pursuing doing poetry as ministry yeah, right. already. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And I wanna say, Scott, like we appreciate that you do that. Yes. Um because you don't have to, you know, like right, right. you've been doing poetry far longer than, than us and you could have just found maybe people that were better, you know. Um, but I think like we've been saying that this pod is all about is relationships. Mm. And so to say we're going to further relationships here um, with poetry and to go from a Philly open mic where we all perform together and the next time us all performing together is creation mm. was just really special.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm it's a good thing it's a good thing I appreciate you appreciating that um around the same time as the uh <laughs> sorry I'm just trying to transition over here, guys. <laughs> We uh, I don't know how to yeah. take compliments either, so that's <laughs> part of the problem. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, well, I Super awkward deal. over it's here. Like, I'm just an awkward. <laughs> this is a great compliment. Let's move on. All right. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Greg. <Stay laughs> up. Um, but something that happened that actually none of us were there for, in terms of Jared, Esty, or myself, but you were there, Greg, was uh, the Rick and Demir got a conversation with Bill started where they had a late night person not show up and they were trying to fill the after-party set with somebody and decided to ask uh, Rick and um, Demir. And then you ended up basically being like the host MC of that. So tell us about that fourth and final set.
2: Yeah, so uh, I I just wanted to tell you how this went down. So um, we're all at the fringe stage, Rick, Demir, myself, um, also it'll pl- come in later. Josh Tuala is there. Shout out to Josh T, Josh Tawala, um, Awesome producer, awesome friend. Um, He's just in the crowd hanging out and we're listening to Halvey. And so we're just there. Halvey's there. His DJ is there. And all of a sudden, like I see Demir like disappear into the back and I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I'm next to my friend Apollos, who is a drummer. And now he gets signaled and I'm like, well, I have the band. I can go, too. And so I just kind of follow. I'm like, you know, uh, sorry, creation. But I'm there's, like, I'm going to follow. The I have the, again, right? the artist band, <laughs> I, I have the past. Let me see what's going on here. And so we get back there and Bill's there. And the stage manager that we talked about earlier that was really rooting for Demir and has just been trying to support him is there. And they're basically like, hey, we thought you did an amazing set. We are in a bind. The DJ that was on with Halvey at the time there was a miscommunication. He already had planned to leave. They thought he was the guy that was going to do the after party. They're like, we need somebody. Now, at this point, though, almost the entire crew, other than us, um, other than myself, Rick Rick, and Demir and Apollos and our friend Simone, had all left. Everybody had gone home. And so this is all we got. We don't have a DJ. We're like, hey, we'll do it off a laptop, we'll do these things. Like, And they're like, "Uh, sure. They didn't even care at that point, which... Yeah, I'm I'm so glad we didn't end up doing it off a laptop. Yeah, you guys got the other DJ. Yeah. So we ran into Josh T and he's like, Hey, this needs to be done in excellence. Find another DJ and let's make it happen. I'm like, Okay. And there was this guy at the competition, DJ Integrity. Shout out, Integrity. It was really cool getting to know you. He does some really um, cool Twitch streams. And he's stuff just too. like does Twitch and, and he's already featured Rick, Demir, and Aaron um in his like playlist. Like he plays yeah. their music a lot. Um, which is really cool. So they, we were talking to him um, after the poetry set. And so I was like, hey, guys, what if we do DJ Integrity? Ask him if he can join us. Oh, it was your idea, Greg. Yeah, I, I just brought him up. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Greg. Because he was there. I was like, oh, there's this guy. He was there. Let me invite him. Go. And so they call him into the tent, which was the, po- the tent that we did poetry. He doesn't even know why we're there. We're all starting clapping. Yeah, you made it. You made it. He didn't even realize that we asked him to do this after party. So then, um, we just start planning that night. Um, there are like two more main stage performances. I think it's Bethel and KB, and then it's us and we're in the tent. And so we're planning out how we're going to do this. And then, um, as people are leaving KB, they're coming to us and we're in the tent and we're making it happen.
1: And it was lit. It was absolutely insane. I, I was actually headed from creation back to Western PA. Um, So I was like not even headed back to Philly to where I could have turned around and came back. I was actually going the other way to the the other side of the state because I had a wedding on Saturday, which is why there was just no way for me to stick around longer at Creation. But the videos and stuff were hysterical because people were just going nuts. Nice, (laughs) And it was like one of those things where you could tell, all right, Aaron and Rick, new commodities at Creation, doing main stage people are like warming up to write. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, Fringe Stage, all those people are coming to that. We're pulling more people in. Oh, wow, this is awesome. Poetry Stage, hey, you know, come check this out too. And like all these different people over the course of three days, then they all come to the after party, like culminating set, you know, where just like everything that we had done building up to that point was what helped, Mm. you know, the Friday night set go so well.
2: Yeah, and I will say like just one um, story to kind of give you a a sense of how crazy it was. So um, there's tons of people in the front of the stage, and we were just, Demir and I both had taken turns jumping off of the stage. We just jumped off (laughs) the stage into the crowd, um, but then Demir is about to jump, and I forget which song it was, but he's, he's about to jump in, and he has his mic with him, and he's still rapping the song. Jumps falls on somebody falls down the mic like breaks like for the for a second i think the battery comes out and then rick keeps going the, demir gets backed up there the sound guy passes him another mic and he keeps going like you would think this is like a rock concert oh like he's just switching mics performing we're throwing water on the kids like <laughs> hanging from poles like it was just crazy <laughs> That's there's r- there's like a pole next to the stage and I'm just like hanging off of it and Demir and Rick are going wild dJ integrity was teaching people to do the Cupid shuffle like it was just <laughs> a blast amazing, yeah. like the Teenagers probably had a wonderful time and the leaders were probably happy because they were probably all knocked out after <laughs> yeah, we true. did That's that. True. That's so true. <laughs> put, them,
1: put them through the ringer. Get rid of the sugar rush. No, it was, it was awesome, man. That was that was it, man. Creation Fest yeah. 2022 was a vibe. Um, I just want to create a little bit of space. One of the reasons why we wanted to have Greg on because um, we always talk about impact of an event. You know, who did the impact? What's the story of, you know, somebody's life that got touched from that um you know who who did it matter for um and so greg i thought had a really cool testimony that he shared with us uh whenever it happened and then you know even post the festival and so when we thought about doing this episode i was like greg really needs to be on this one not just because he performed but because of this story so i just would love for you to you know wrap up the episode with the kind of this story that that you shared with me
2: yeah that sounds good and Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, and uh, thanks for supporting us to have uh, opportunities like this that we can be impacted. So I just want to say that um, we was after the poetry set and I'm walking back off of the stage and people are like, okay, so um, somebody, somebody like comes to me as like, hey, Greg, this woman wants to talk to you. I'm like, all right. I was talking to other people, talking about poetry, and um, this woman happened to be in a wheelchair. Um, Her name is Amanda. And um, she's like, hey, um, I'd love to show you some of my poetry. And I was like, cool, okay. She's like, it's actually going to be featured in this book that they're writing for people that are disabled. They're creating this entire poetry journal. It's going to be featured in it. I'm like, that's awesome. What's it about? And she begins to tell me how uh, this this poem was about her, her best friend that had committed suicide. Mm. Um, And my heart begins to drop um, as I hear that. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, And she's telling me more about it. And she's like, yeah, like he was so influential to me because he helped me when I was going to commit suicide. Mm. And, um, and then having this accident that had impaired her. And now she is um, subject to a wheelchair and and we just talked about it and I was like I want to read it and then I was like hey do you mind if I pray for you you know and just a a slight backstory as I was coming into creation like I was really trying to figure out God like why am I here Mm. there were things I was seeing things I was like working through I was like Lord like I know I'm here to perform but like I feel like there needs to be more Mm. you know I don't just want to perform I'm struggling with what's my purpose here and this moment kind of just captured that for me. And God was just kind of speaking to me because I began to pray for her. And um, I remember by, I would say by the spirit, I I prayed and I, I was talking about different things and her, her grief and just praying for her and praying that um, she would be able to just know God deeper and I love him and and all these different things. And and when I said amen, she uh, looked at me and she was like, hey, I just want to thank you for not praying that I would be healed mm. of my wheelchair disease, of this of this impairment. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. Um, I've been to creation so many times. I've been prayed for by like 200 people, and nobody asks me what I want prayer for. Wow. They assume that I need prayer for my body wow. to be healed. She's like, that'll be taken care of. I want other people to know Jesus. Mm. I want to experience his love deeper. I want to grow. And I was like, wow. So here, here am I trying to figure out what I'm what I'm supposed to do. Is this even worth it? You know, and she's like, it doesn't even matter about my present situation. It just mm. matters about that the love of Christ goes out. Mm. And and right. we just kind of talked about this cycle of need that um that that we need, where we when we need God when we cry out to our need for God, he shows up and then shows us how we can pour out for others in their need. And it just keeps happening. And so that even encouraged me, like, I need to be needy. I need to be coming to God at his feet and like, Lord, I, I don't got it. You know, I need to know more. I need to, to know you more. And so that was impactful. And that kind of, made made it for me you know Mm, that made it worth it and i got to read her poem and we've talked a little bit since um and and she's so influential so thank you amanda um for just having this conversation with me and last thing i would say is it kind of wraps it up is i only got to see that because i was intentional with her Mm, so we have to be intentional with the people around us yeah when we're going to gigs when we're doing things like this like because you may have missed a beautiful person by just saying hi
1: yeah Mm. so good
2: man. bars
1: so good yeah thank you for that story man so 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 raw and uh, you know i've just been kind of blown away by this whole podcast experience you know seeing how god knits things together and how he makes you know like, the open doors are for specific people. Mm. Like, he's obviously the God who goes after the one. And, you know, stories like Amanda kind of remind you of, like, regardless of how you feel about what's going on with the rest of the event or ways that you feel like, is this is this for me? Am I supposed to be here? You know that God has you on assignment. And, you know, I think, I think every time we step into a space, not just to do the gig, but to be on assignment, the, these types of stories happen. You know, and these types of this type of impact takes place, and and I, I to me, I actually think that that's where you get the invitation to come back mm. <laughs> is when you are focused on ministry and not just on the music, mm. you know, or you, you, the music is a is an avenue to do real ministry, not the other way around, you know, and and yeah, I just appreciated that story so much, and I appreciated our time there at Creation. And I actually appreciated it even more than creation was our debrief after, mm. even as hard as it was, and you know, kind of going back and forth and arguing quite a bit yeah. <laughs> as a team. You know, a lot of the the things we were pressing into was like, if we do this again, we need to be more intentional mm. with the entire time that we're there, and that might mean not pulling away from camp, to like not going and getting an Airbnb to be more comfortable, mm. but doing a campsite where we could bring kids in and do worship right, right. every night, right? Like look for ways to do real ministry because without that, I don't know if performing at Creation Fest, as cool as it is, is worth the trip, the time, mm, the effort, yeah. the money. But yeah. if it's with ministry and there is an impact you can make on people's lives, 100% it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. It's worth the trip, 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I think your story was like a good punch to the gut for all of us yeah. of like, yeah, this is why we're here. Yeah. If this isn't why we're here, we shouldn't be here, and so I appreciated that so much, and I know everybody else did as well. Yeah, um, as Greg uh, alluded to, you know, we appreciate you, the the people who listen to this podcast as well. Um, it's because of all of you guys that uh, we're able to do the ministry of Ripe Creatives and and have stories and moments like this with people like Amanda. Um, we really appreciate your support, and so uh, thank you for partnering with us. Uh, This podcast is an expression of our gratitude to you, and uh, if you're here and you don't partner with us and you would like to consider doing so, uh, just jump on our website at ripecreatives.com and uh, click the Give button if you want to become a partner with us so that we can do more stuff like this. So (laughs) we appreciate you all. Jarrett, Esty, Greg, any final thoughts about Creation Fest?
0: No, I don't think so. It was a great time. Really happy to be there and hang with the right peeps.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, just thankful that they brought us out and we got the show out. Yeah.
3: It's a good time. Good experience. <laughs> we we summarized it well. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing left to say.
1: Nothing left to say. Except one thing. Stay right. They just want the bands in the checks. Want
0: the bands in the checks. Want the bands in the checks. What you want now? They just want the bands in the
1: checks. Want the bands in the checks. Want the bands in the checks. What you want now? What you want?